Balotelli. Aguero! Lewandowski goes through again. Oh, he just can't do it. You just cannot be that good. That is an amazing goal. I think he's scored a goal every time he's had a shot. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another European edition of the 50 Plus One Football Podcast. I'm Billy, and with me, as always, He's a man who some say still has nightmares when he closes his eyes of that fateful night in Munich in 2012. It's Lewis. You just have to rub it in, don't you? Every opportunity okay. I get. I'll ignore, I won't bite anymore. Anyways, we will have a look at this week's Champions League matches, starting with Bayern versus Lazio, and have a look at if Bayern's woes from the Bundesliga did also continue on in the Champions League. We'll also have a look at what was billed to be the top match of that Tuesday night, which was Chelsea versus Atletico. Will it be one of those things where it just doesn't live up to the hype or will it actually from once deliver? Then we move on to Wednesday where we have a, what seems to be clear cut match with Real Madrid versus Atalanta Bergamo, but you never know. And then also City versus Gladbach, do Gladbach have what it takes to beat City or are Pep's men just way too good for Gladbach? Should we start with, and I'm just going to take it, I'm just going to announce it right at the beginning, the absolute snooze fest that was Atletico versus Chelsea. I might as well get out of the way. Oh, really? It was, uh, I mean, you have to say at least the one goal that was scored was, you know, a proper one, at least, you know, it had, it had a bit of flair with it. And just for me personally, Olivier Giroud, I love the fact that this guy's scoring goals like that, especially when most pundits wrote him off after he left Arsenal. It was a good goal. And I'm going to be the, the specter of, of doubt again, because the way it came about just summed the whole game up. It was a horrendous mistake, a sloppy, hook backwards from Mario Hermoso. And it's like, uh, subconsciously, we haven't arranged this, but we've ended up watching one game each, each night. (laughs) I I mean, it is, uh, I'd say that's pretty much perfect. You know, let's, let's be real. (laughs) I picked the wrong game to watch on Tuesday. Yeah, you really did. So poor. I mean, next Next week we'll we'll switch matches and see what happens. <laughs> Please, can we? Well, I mean, knowing 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 us, it'll end up being you know that Bayern versus Lazio then becomes an epic snooze fest, and you know Chelsea versus Atletico becomes the match to watch. So it was just so many poor passes. Like no, Chelsea or Atletico couldn't keep possession. It was. I'm going to say it now. As good as some people think Diego Simeone is, he really wouldn't last in the Premier League. And whoever it was that described Atletico Madrid as the Burnley of La Liga is I was just absolutely about to spot on. Oh, yeah. I was just about to mention that as well after that, if you hadn't said so. 
Yeah, I think if you took the tactics, it is literally like Burnley took the blueprint that is Atletico and just put it in the Premier League and put it to action. I mean, you hear what Kieran Trippier said, right? He said, everyone hates on, you know, Atletico or Burnley the way they play. But at the end of the day, it does garner results. And in yeah, a but- sense, you... Yeah, but you can't argue with them when you look at the La Liga table. The first. Yeah, that's only because everyone else has been so horrendously bad. I mean, they did lose to bottom of the table Huesca last weekend. Two and, they got ki- and they got kicked out in the, in the Copa del Rey by a uh, third division Spanish club. So it isn't, it isn't all roses and, and yeah. sweetness. Yeah, but you do also forget that that's, you know, Simeone didn't change his tactics up or anything. He's been employing the same tactics since he's got to Madrid. And they managed to get to a Champions League final twice in the span of, I think it was three or four years. But did they win it? No, they didn't. Fair enough. But you also have to say that both of those finals appearances coincided with Real Madrid's unbelievable run of three titles in a row in the Champions League. So yeah, because Real Madrid played good, decent football, not negative. Let's sit back and just I it's so bad to watch. Like oh, the Champions it's League, to watch. The Champions League is supposed to be this mad spectacle of the top of European football. And that game, I'm glad I watched Liverpool Leeds. Liverpool Leeds, Southampton Leeds earlier in the evening, because that was just so bad. Oh no, I'm gonna, I'm not going to take away from from that because you're absolutely spot on. The tactics you make you want to shoot yourself, and at the end of the day, it is. I I, I will always want to say at least in Germany we always uh, love to describe those tactics as Italian. You know the classic score one, and then defend that one nil like your life depends on it. And you know you have to say it. It is very spot. I mean, in Italy, it was born there, those tactics, but Simeone has perfected it. And the worst thing is, is his changes are so negative as well. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely gagging for a goal. So you take off Angel Correa and Yao Felix and you bring on Lucas Torreira and Renan Lodi. A defensive both, midfielder yeah. and a left back. Just two defensive defensively minded players for arguably your most creative players. Because it's not even a case of Chelsea played well because neither team played well. It was oh, just no. that I mean, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea capitalized on the mistake. Can we also appreciate the fact that I think it was the first time I really saw Edouard Mendy play badly. Right, fair enough. Um, okay, uh, hear me out, right? Because this is there was that one chance that Atletico had with Thomas Lemar, and Mendy pulls his hands away, like actively pulls his hands back from a cross, even though he's dived for it. He pulls his hands back from a cross, and Lemar still gets to that ball. And then also, you know, the the it was in like the first five minutes or so where he has a back pass, which he very, very nearly his first touch takes him right to an Atletico um, striker. I mean, there could have been two easy goals right there for Atletico if they'd capitalized on that mistake. Yeah, it was nearly a uh, tap-in for Suarez. 
That's what I mean. I don't know. They're going to have to play a lot more expansively. Expansively? That's a word, isn't it? They're going to have to be a lot more expansive with the way they play when they go to Stanford Bridge in two weeks. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just not the way to play. No, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to come out of their shell of just sitting back and defending because obviously, you know, Chelsea can do that for days because they have the one goal advantage and they also have an away goal advantage. So, Atletico are gagging for a goal, and at this point, Simeone is gonna have to deal with the fact that his tactics didn't work out, and he's gonna have to go. Or he's gonna have to come up with a new match plan, basically. If he went to somewhere like Arsenal or somewhere or Tottenham oh, he'd fail miserably. and played that way, he'd be out the door before season's end. Oh, easily, easily. Can we can we just appreciate the fact, though, that I actually saw a good game from Timo Werner? You know, for all of the crap that Chelsea did put out, Timo Werner was basically the one ray of sunshine along with Olivier Giroud's goal. Yeah, I'll give you that. His work rate was good, but again, it's it's difficult for me to praise anyone on that pitch because, like, Kante was poor when he came on. Kovacic was poor. But then you flip it over, Yao Felix barely out of touch. Suarez was god-awful. I mean, so. Ham also was the, the nail in the coffin for that one. <laughs> I mean, as any center back, who goes to clear the ball in the direction of their own goal? They just ask him for it. He yeah. did. I think he probably deserved to concede. At that point, yeah. Should we move on to Lazio versus Bayern? Because, you know. Yes, let's talk that... about some decent football. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to lie. When you said that, you know, you could see Lazio even snagging like a 1-0 win, you know, like a dirty 1-0 win, I wasn't going to disagree because the way Bayern played against Frankfurt, it was one half of extremely crap football and the other half was just no conversion of any chances whatsoever or barely any chances whatsoever. And it was just a completely different face that Bayern decided to show against Lazio that night you weren't really hindered by a Lazio team that decided to uh more or less capitulate gift you an opening goal in the first 10 minutes oh yeah that made it so much easier 100% I what is uh was it Masaki Masakio Masakio yeah he he got subbed you got subbed off after half an hour. Jesus Christ. It doesn't surprise me because you look at that pass and it's just lazy. Doesn't know what... He, he's not looked up. No, he hasn't. It's a great little through ball though. Oh, 100%. If any Bayern player had put that through, they would have been you know, getting praises from all over. But I think the one proper ray of hope, because let's be honest, that tie's done. Oh, yeah. Four away goals is a bit... There, there won't be a, a Barcelona-Roma situation. Oh, no. No. But Jamal Musiala? Musiala, the boy. That's the one. Musiala. 
I mean, you you have you've stopped bothering to pronounce his name correctly now that he's chosen to play for Germany, haven't you? Oh, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I I don't care anymore. Dead to me, that lad. Could have been so good if he played for Gareth Southgate, but no, he's gonna. The best have... part. The best part was he scores, and you text me in all caps, Gareth. Get that lad on a plane. Wait. About twelve <laughs> hours later, breaking news. Oh, oh, I love it. Oh, I love then it. again, I'd have thought about this. 17 years old, genuinely don't think you'd get in that England team because of the players that are already in his position. Madison. He's at the number 10, but Mount, yeah. Grealish. But if you, if you take a look at Germany's side, I mean, if, if and that's a big if, if uh, Löw decides to nominate Müller again, that number 10 spot is more or less taken. You know, I'm sorry, Kai Havertz, he struggled at Chelsea massively. And Muziala, he's not got the experience. I mean, there's a reason Müller gets into the Bayern side over Muziala all day, every day. And I mean, it's not unfair or anything. You know, the kid's 17. The fact that he's even getting game time is already show, or that already just shows how good he is. So... I mean, yeah, I guess I see your argument, but, you know, if you think about it, Gareth Southgate probably tried to tell him, you know, he's going to be the alongside Sancho and Bellingham, like the new face of England. And he that still didn't motivate him. Enough, well, that's the obviously. thing. Because he only moved to England with his mom for, because she was like in school or something. She was studying or something like that. So it's not yeah, like his mom's he's, German. Yeah, so it's not like he's got like rock solid ties. It's not like Jaden Sancho or Jude Bellingham. Oh no, he's he's his dad's Nigerian, his mom's German, and he was born and lived in Stuttgart until he was seven. I think I don't think anyone can blame him for picking Germany then. Nah. The only reason he sounds English is because he's just lived so for, you know, the rest of it. I mean, he's lived for the majority of his childhood in England. Well, I'd say majority of his childhood. He moved to, uh, he went from Chelsea's Academy to Bayern the, for the 2019, 2020 season. So a I good guess, chunk. Yeah. A good chunk. Almost half his life. He lived in England. So I, I guess it, it makes sense, but yeah, you're right. His, Ties to England are more or less just because he lived there. I, I just shouldn't message anyone because every time I do, the opposite happens. I just shouldn't. People say, Oh, are you confident about the game on Saturday? I'm just going to not respond because the last time I was like, over. Yeah, yeah, we're going to batter them. United lost two on Sheffield United. So, oh, you also said Dortmund are going to. Batter I said, Sevilla. Yeah, I said Sevilla are going to batter Dortmund, and it was the other way around. Oh, sorry, that's a, the other way around. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. I'd, I'd say that ties over just because uh, you know four away goals and the fact that Bayern were really so dominant. I mean, the international press had a field day with it. They were like, oh, you know, everyone's talking about City, but it's all about Bayern, who are the who are the favorites again to win. So I don't know. I think there's still a long ways to go. Um, before you can declare that about Bayern, but you know that the tie, I'd say, is definitely over. Yeah, it'd be funny when you lose to uh, Kern at the weekend. No, don't remind me. Don't remind me. <laughs> lose well, the that... lose the lead in the ta- in the in the Bundesliga. Just imagine that. It's fine because now I've said that 
it's going to be like a <laughs> 9-0 route. <laughs> One more thing before we move on from that. Can we just appreciate the fact that Niklas Zuda decided to become Neymar on that right touchline and just start doing freaking little flicks and dribbling through half of Lazio's players, even though the guy is 6'5 and weighs 97 kilos. Again, the funny thing is you tried that the weekend and it really didn't go very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, but that, okay, fair enough. That, that only is a lose-lose at that point because that just shows how crap Lazio were. Oh, well. I'm surprised Immobile didn't have more of an impact and Milinkovic-Savage as well. I think it just goes to show how much of a farmer's league the Serie A still is. I say it's not farmers, but it's not, it's not Bundesliga level. Okay, well, when Lazio now turn the tie around, I'll be sending you that picture of David Mitchell. Okay, but if Lazio turned this tie around, I think I could have said anything and you would be sending me every picture. And I, yeah, you'd be sending me every single bit of footage and uh, every meme possible so that I would be eating my words. Well, Let's be all, real. All they need is another another few goals like Correa scored. So, Yeah, the goal that Correa scored only came about is because they were lazy. Oh, it was lovely though. Yeah, like a, still. like a hot knife through butter. We talk Wednesday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, let's look at Wednesday. Let's look at Wednesday. Um, what do you want to start with? I was going to say, should we get the the other boring one that I managed to sit through? <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> you just had you just had it with picking the picking the right matches, didn't you? Shocking. Oh, in my defense, that game was ruined. On 17 minutes with that red card. Oh, yeah. It is pretty harsh. I'm sorry. It's not denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. No. Because no. Furlan... Well, I would say because Furlan Mendy's a left-back and can't shoot, but... Christ. <laughs> yeah, okay, but having said that, you said the game was basically over after 17 minutes. Was it, though? Because as much as Real Madrid was just literally camped outside of... Atalanta's 16 yard or 18 yard, whatever their penalty area, as much as they were camped around their penalty area, they didn't score till the 86th minute. And it took some wonder shot from Fairland Mendy's weaker right foot to put them over the top. And I've got an issue with this. <laughs> I, oh, take, I can't wait for this one. I take no, not the goal. I mean, fair oh, play. Okay. It was a great goal. I take no issue with that. What I take issue with is all the uh oh, I really have to, all the the uh the noises on Twitter. Oh my god, he's the best left back in the world. No, oh, he just not. isn't though. He just like, isn't though. Oh, not the best left back in the world. They only like him because he's good on FIFA. In real yeah. life, he's bang average. I'm sorry, but the only reason he's good on FIFA is because he's also a pace merchant. Yeah, literally, he's quick. That is it. Also goes to show that a lot of people on FIFA are just crap because they only rely on pacey players and nothing else. Just show, goes to show that they, they can only dribble. That's all they do on FIFA. Yeah, but it's not a reflection of real life. I know, but obviously. Interesting obviously. one on Real Madrid, though. I find this quite funny. So, their front three. Yeah. Ronaldo, Benzema. Bale, 
Mm-hmm. Iconic front three up there with MSN. Agree? Yeah, BBC and MSN. They finished yeah. the game on Wednesday with a <laughs> with a front three <laughs> of Mariano, Hugo Druro, and Who? Sergio Arribas. Okay, the first one I've only heard of because of no, actually Mariano is it Mariano Diaz? I think so, yeah. Okay, I've barely heard of any of those three. He's a Dominican. Yeah, Mario. Yeah, he's the Dominican striker. Yeah, okay. After every one of those, I should have actually said who? Who? Who are you now? Hugo Juro. Yeah, the fact that you're Googling this right now. To be fair, he's on loan from Getafe and he's only 21. So that's not... Wait. Getafe... Getafe loaned a player out to Madrid, not the other way around. Uh, they loaned him to Real Madrid Castilla, which is like they're under 23s. And they can well, yeah, yeah, no, that's the reserves. That's the reserves, but still, the fact that they, uh, Madrid have gone from the Galacticos to playing people from their own reserves, just how the mighty have fallen, really. And for those playing at home, Sergio Arabas is 19. So I can't really criticize that too much. But when you've had a uh, a front three of Bale, Benzema and Ronaldo to finish a game with Mariano Diaz, Hugo Druro, he's not even your own player. <laughs> <laughs> and Sergio Arabas is a bit depressing. That tie is still wide open. Oh, definitely. But And the thing for me is also Real Madrid have now gone from this team that basically everyone thought was unbeatable until about three years ago, if we're being honest. Well, it's when Ronaldo left. Yeah, everything went to hell. But, you know, they went from this team that everyone said, you know, was the team to beat to a team where now if, if, if we drew Real Madrid, the only reason people would bill it as a big tie is because of the history of Madrid. Their current squad is, I'm sorry, it's nowhere near world class. And if we're being honest, it's almost going towards bang average. You criticizing fellow countryman Tony Kroos in that sentence? Yeah. Oh Christ! Someone record it. He criticized one of his own players. No, but seriously, the Tony Kroos probably okay. I'll, I'm being a bit unfair. Tony Kroos and Luka Modric probably in their own right still world class uh, center mid center midfielders. But the rest of the squad is just, I mean, I'm sorry. The fact that anyone even counted Thibaut Courtois towards being in the top five keepers at any point during his career is ridiculous. I think the word you're looking for is uh, aged. Yeah. Yeah. They, they need a right back because Lucas Vasquez is not a right back. The poor kid thought he was going to, you know, inherit the title or the the mantle of Ronaldo and now he's and now he's getting stuck at left back or right back. Sorry. Question. Huh. Um, haven't they got Alvaro Odriozola back? Is he not a right back? Yeah, they should have gotten him back after a loan, but I mean, if we're being honest, he showed that at Bayern, he wasn't anything special. Yeah, but surely you'd have a, a normal right back over a right wing. I don't know, you know, just go ask Hansi Flick. Bayern have Bonassa as a normal right back and he still decides to play the immobile Niklas Zula, who's actually 
a center back at right back. So obviously it's not working out too well. Before we move on to Gladbach v City, I've said this before, but if only Real Madrid had this really highly rated young right back <laughs> that did so well in on loan at Dortmund. I, I can't think can you I can't think of a name. I can't think of the doesn't what was he was he Moroccan? Or, I, no, I think no. he might have been Moroccan, yeah. Uh, oh, this he's gone. Oh no. Nah. Same thing happened to Zidane. I just completely forgot about him. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be questioning Zidane at this point as well because, you know, if if we're being honest, without Ronaldo, I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard because anyone who basically gets the the job of coaching Real Madrid after Cristiano Ronaldo is gone. I mean, we saw it with uh, Julian Lopetegui. I hope I pronounced that right. Um you know, he just he just couldn't deal with that hole that Ronaldo left. And if we're being honest, every team that seems to have Ronaldo becomes extremely reliant on him putting in his best performances. And we've seen it with Juve. Juve are a bang average squad without Ronaldo in it. Yeah, but they've been on the decline for some time now. Okay, but then you could say the same of Real Madrid. They haven't replaced their star players. They haven't replaced the key players. And, you know, it's come to bite them now. This is true. Well, let's leave that and let's move on to some more happy, fun time for a German to speak about. Oh, boy. Not going so well, is it? Nah, I'm telling you, Gladbach are they are very much on a steep and slippery slope towards a mid-table finish in the Bundesliga and crashing out in the in the round of 16. I mean, if we're being honest, when you look at Manchester City and the way they've played over the last few months, you weren't going to bet against them. I mean, they are just an unbelievable team. What is it now? 19 matches across all competitions that they've won in a row, not even drawn, but won. Yeah, I think the record's buying with 23, isn't it? Possibly. But, you know, and it wasn't even Pep Guardiola who set up that record. His record at Bayern was, I think, 12 games or something. Oh, with, shocking. Like, of winning. Tim Pot manager. <laughs> Pep Fraudiola. There you go. Not but, that back yeah. up again. Oh, Jesus. Get flashbacks from uni 2016. There'll be people at my door. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, it was it was a golf in class, I think you can say. I mean, Gladbach just didn't have didn't put any accents forward. Like they just had no they just had no chance to score. And I mean- City just basically let the ball run through the ranks. It was very blunt. And like you said to me, like both goals were just a carbon copy. <laughs> I mean, Joao Cancelo, Jesus, what a crosser of a ball that guy is. I'm gonna I'm sorry, but Angelino, take a step backwards, son. We've got a new we've got a new king in town. Oh, it's funny you should mention Angelino, because he came out and spoke about Pep. Nah. Did you see it? Yeah, he had he had some some choice words to uh to describe his time at City. <laughs> I just you know you're a left back; it would help if you could defend, which you can't. So 
end of story. Pep Guardiola is a, one of the best managers. Angelino is an average left back. Let's move on. Yeah. He, he, just, sorry, but he just, had, he just had to go and say, you know, oh, he sapped my motivation because he played me for two preseason games and he just left me on the bench. As, I mean, it's like you said, defend as a left back and then you may be actually getting into the squad, but it's just... Mm, He's built for that uh, for that position of uh, of wing back in a three five two. I wish him go to Chelsea in the summer. Oh, after they already snagged Zula as well, <laughs> go for a shopping spree in the Bundesliga. I don't rate Nicholas Zula anyway, so I'm... He used to be good before, but we've been through this. It was all before his ACL tear, and his second ACL tear has really just put a dent in his form. This is true, but let's talk. What's bad? Let, you know, let's talk Man City. Would you say they are the most serious contenders for the Champions League title this year? Above no. every other team? No. PSG. You'd rate PSG over City and Bayern at this point? Bayern, because of the players they've got out. At the current moment, yeah. City. Fair enough. It happens all the time. Last season, oh, Liverpool are going to do an invincible season. They lost 3 0 or 3 1 to Watford or something like that. Yeah. There'll come some colossal crash. I hope. <laughs> Not biased at all here, by the way. No, but you know what? You know, going this long unbeaten, it. It's great. It's ridiculous. I don't know how they're doing it without a proper centre forward. Gabriel Jesus yeah. is average. Oh, yeah. But I think if they came up against someone like PSG, I think they might just get outscored, especially because Neymar would probably be back. Yeah, but you say they've, they've you know, their centre back, they their centre back pairing in Ruben Diaz and John Stones is just so good. I mean, if you look at their defense, how the way they've you know been defensively, I'd argue that before this season, City under Guardiola were, were known for scoring so many goals that it didn't matter how many they conceded at the back, and they were always kind of like iffy at the back. This season, they've been rock solid at the back. Yeah, Ruben Diaz has been a great signing, and if it was, you say for- they wouldn't stop, they wouldn't stop PSG. Well, you you don't think? I don't think they keep Mbappe out. No. I mean, you're forgetting that Mbappe tore Barcelona a new one. This is a Barcelona who I'm pretty sure Atalanta Bergamo could have seen off. So yeah, but I I think Erling Haaland would bag at least two against this man against anyone. It's not just Man City. It's not me going, oh well, I wear a red shirt, so I automatically think Man City going to lose every game because that's just not true. I'd be Fair I'd enough. be naive. I'd be thick as pig shit if I was sat here and went twenty games winning in a row that's massive that's mad but and they're on track to destroy records again everything comes you know everything comes through and they're probably going to win the league cup because Tottenham aren't anything special yeah barring some colossal breakdown they're probably going to win the league yeah still in the FA cup I can't remember who they have but I don't <laughs> I think there's just better teams. If Bayern get their players back, Bayern are a strong side. 
PSG can keep Mbappe fit and you know I don't even need Neymar to a certain to a certain extent because Mbappe is just that good. This ties over because I can't see Gladbach going to City and going, oh well, we're gonna we're gonna score three. Yeah, I mean you're you're not wrong. If it had stayed at one nil, maybe. Like I said, barring some colossal breakdown at Man City. Say, you know, I God forbid someone gets like badly injured, but Ruben Diaz is out for a, a period of time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's just not gonna happen. They'll probably steamroll and they'll probably win a domestic treble again. I was, that was that was what my question was going to be. Do you think they'd have everything for the domestic treble then? Yeah, which is such bollocks because they were so bad at the start of the season. Yeah, but I think that just goes to show what, you know, the how crazy the season is again. I mean, it's just a reoccurring theme every single time. Well, that's what I mean. This should this should have been the mental season. I mean, we're yeah. still fourth. You know, it's City. City should not be ten points clear in a mental season. That's just a regular for them at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And it's not right. And I want it to stop. (laughs) I mean, even Bayern are only two points off of second place at this point. Like that should that should speak volumes. That's what I mean. The Premier League has become what I used to take the piss out of you for. (laughs) (laughs) We are the farmers. Oh, I that is on tape. It is on the recording. It is so going in the promo. Oh my days. <laughs> Everyone in England, I apologize, but it's true. It's Even true. PSG on top of League A. They're like, <laughs> where are they? They're like third or something. They're third. They're four points off top. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Leicester should be top, and Man City should be ninth. It's it's just, it's just it's just the I don't I don't know how it just it's the exasperation as well. It's just I don't get, know. Oh. I don't know how that started. I don't know why it started. I'm just happy it's over. It, the just the desperation in your voice. <sighs> this is what football does does to me. Uh, especially the transfer window. My football's good for my mental health. <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> just, uh, I'll be glad when there's an international break in a few weeks. No, you won't, because then you're going to see how Jamal Muziala gets nominated for the Ger- for Germany, and then he's going to start tearing it up in that ger- <laughs> for the German national <laughs> team. There's no, way, there's no way he's going to play. Oh, he, there, yes, way he's going to play. Kai, Kai Havertz is nothing special this season. Yeah, but this he, is this is uh, Yogi Lo we're talking about here, the man who I believe your words a few a few months back has lost it. I mean, it's hard to argue when every single person in Germany, apart from, I mean, even Tony Kors went on air and said, if the plan that Löw had. Back then, when he when he took out that trio of Boateng, Hummels, and Müller, if that really had come to fruition, he would question that. Okay, that was a direct translation, but you get what I mean. He questions whether the plan that Löw had at the time has actually come to fruition and has actually, you know, yielded something. 
If you're leading, one of your leading midfielders is saying that about a plan of yours, you should definitely, definitely start reconsidering. I mean, every single person in Germany does not understand why that trio ever was kicked out of the German national team. Well, uh, that's Tony Kroos not playing for Germany in the upcoming international break. I was about to say, he's not even going to get nominated after that interview. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, same questions as I asked last week. Bayern Lazio, tie done. Oh, Ty's done. Four away goals. I'm sorry. The way Bayern are playing, the way Lazio played, Lazio would probably get... Okay, this is how bad it's going to... This is how bad Lazio were. Gladbach would beat Lazio. 100%. They got popped. Atletico Madrid, Chelsea. I'm going to say that Chelsea were just that little bit less worse. And they actually showed a hunger to go for goal. So I'm going to say Chelsea are going to go through, but it's going to be tight. Okay. Atlanta, Atalanta, Real Madrid. Oh, Jesus Christ. This tie is all open. You know, for me, I'd love it if the underdogs made it through and Real Madrid got kicked out of the round of 16. But I'm going to say just by the way, also the first leg where it went, you know, Felamendi all of a sudden conjures up some magical shot with his weaker foot, no less, and scores. It is just Real Madrid have that little extra percent that just comes from their individual class of some of the players they still do have, like Tony Kors, like Luka Modric, and Benzema. So I'd say Real Madrid edge it. And then obviously Man City through as well. Yeah, Man City are through all the way. They Gladbach just did not stand a chance. Let's move on. I mean, yeah, yeah, let's not fumble over that wound again. I was, it's not. It's. I wouldn't say it's that much of a wound, but uh, just just on the on the on the edge here while we're doing predictions, Guardiola has uh, has apparently said, you know, we we had played a pretty we played an all right game and we controlled it well, but we still weren't, you know. At our best, attacking-wise, we should have scored more. And that's something that we need to work on. And when he talked about the role of the favorites, he said, when I, looked at, when I look at what Bayern played yesterday, then I think we're not favorites for the title. I'm going to just concentrate on West Ham. And when people say that we are favorites, then we'll accept that. But he personally thinks Bayern are better. Well, that's such a manager's response, though, because that City team would have battered Lazio. That if that Lazio played like that against Man City, it would have been about nine. You say that, but I feel like City should have scored a lot more goals on Gladbach the way they dominated that match. Yeah, I don't know. It's difficult. I think I, it's, it's such a manager's answer because no manager is going to sit up and go, "Oh, yeah." This is ours. We're favourites for this. And then go and lose in the next round. Because you just look like the biggest tick going. Well, I think you have a prime example of that when Julian Nagelsmann went ahead uh, of the Bayern-Leipzig match uh, in the beginning of the season and went, oh, oh yeah, we got this. And then it gets battered. I do like it when it goes horrendously wrong for people. 
But you know what? I'd rather have a manager who actually says, you know, who has the balls to go out and say, yeah, we're going to get battered. And he actually also takes it on the chin and says, you know, if we don't end up battering them, then we don't end up battering them. You know, that's just how it is. And I'll look like an idiot. But then at least, you know, I've actually had the balls to say something. And it's not all that, you know, little little bit of wishy-washy language where they just say, uh, yeah, you know, maybe we'll win, maybe we don't. So you don't look like a tit. But then, you know, it's like there's... at this point, like you, I have the feeling that so many press conferences, like so many of the answers are just so pre-programmed that there is not much meaning in them. Well, that's the thing. It's like you look at a lot of press conference answers. I'll, I'll take Solskjaer's one yesterday ahead of the Sociedad game. When people were talking about Ahmad Diallo and Shola Shoratire. Mm. he's like oh well obviously they're involved because they're in the squad but I'm not going to tell you if they're going to start it's like it's just a waste of a question asking if they're going to because you know they're not going to unless it's Marcelo Bielsa who just openly sits there and names his team when someone asked him who was going to play see I actually find that funny and that's I'd rather have that answer like I love it when someone goes off like when Max Eber um, went off about how, um, like, in the aftermath of of the Rosas uh, signing getting announced, and he went off to, uh, in that press conference or um, about people making assumptions and stuff. I love it when people actually, you know, like, let a bit of their actual personality show and they kind of lo- lose focus and they don't have themselves in check. Because then at least you know actually what they're thinking and not some pre-programmed BS answer where you're just like, well, I could have written that what's the point of me having asked even this, any question whatsoever? Yeah, I get that. But I suppose we probably should wrap it up here. Been another busy week of Champions League. There's another busy weekend ahead of league football as well. Before another but, busy week of Champions League football. But we do have one special little thing we will be featuring on PodFest Asia, which is a little gathering, a virtual gathering of podcasters from around the world. And we will be giving a small little look into the process behind the 50 plus one football podcast, as well as our thoughts and our plans for the future. So if you are interested, check that out. That will be streaming all day. And there will definitely be links and such and all the goodies that go along with it in the coming days. We'll make sure to give you guys every opportunity to watch our beautiful faces present about the 50 plus one football podcast. But I'd say we ended it for this week and don't forget to like subscribe, share and comment on now. Also Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, And then also check out our Spotify, Google Podcasts, and RSS feed. We're ever so grateful. But thanks very much for listening, guys. Keep calm. Love the beautiful game.